And then let me just go ahead and post the uh, the link in the chat. All right, my brother. I'm I'm ready when you are. So let me get into it real quick. Oh shit. Hold up, everybody. He'll be back. He'll be back. All right, there you are. Okay, my man, is you ready? Hey, Lux, is you ready, Nick? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> my man, all right, my What's brother. Up, man? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to good to have you back. As as always, good to always chop it up with you. So, you wrote a book. Yeah, man. Um, so right now, you know, title with a book, overcoming your fears. The official release date is uh, July the 15th. You know, we're taking pre-orders right now through Amazon. And, you know, people can see the link inside the uh, chat room. And um, that's what I've been doing during the coronavirus. Um, You know, I got tired of sitting around. And I didn't know. um, I didn't know the quarantine was going to last this long. Um, You know, or as long as it did. But I figured I'll use this time to do something productive. And, you know, so I just put something together, man. You know, um, you know, I think it'd be a pretty good read for people that's into um, kind of motivational uh, uh, speaking, um, kind of hearing stories about people overcoming and, you know, how people had to dig down deep to find themselves. And, you know, just, just the story of, of, of manifesting and stepping into your own, you know, um, so I think it'd be a good read for people that like stuff like that, man. Now, you said that you this was partly inspired because of the, uh, of the of the quarantine. Was this ever at any point a personal goal of yours to write a book? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah and no. Um, I was going to do a book, but definitely not at this time. Originally, I was looking at sometime next year. You see what I'm saying? That was that was on my docket and how I had it planned out. But like I say, when you get enough time on your hands and your mind start playing tricks on you because you're quarantining, you know, you start to, um, you know, just put stuff together. You know, once you get past a few pages, man, you kind of catch your stride, man. And, um, you know, it's pretty much off to the races. And I just came up with the idea. You know, I told myself, well, I'll make it a series too, you know, 
Um, so this book could be overcoming your fears. And then I already got the idea for the next book. I'm not, I'm not going to put out the title or anything yet, but I already got the idea for the next book and that'll be released by the end of this year. So I'm a, I'm a do this thing in increments and everything. So, um, you know, that's the plan and I'm going to stick to it as of right now. Okay, and cool. Here we are. Right on, right on. So how much, uh, inspiration, is this book from you, other people around you, life experiences, things of that nature? Um, it's all me, bro. Um, it's all me. You know, it's not an autobiography, but a lot of my story is going to be in the book. You know, it's not going to be a book book either. You know, it's going to be, um, you know, just a nice read, you know, for people. Like I say, I don't think a person can write an autobiography at 32. That'd be, that'd be ridiculous. Man. Um, so, you know, um, everything is me, all my stories, some things people going to hear twice. If they follow my content, you know, if they've been following my content from day one, you know, a lot of the stories and a lot of the things that I've talked about in my content, I actually put in the book, you know, we'll get into more detail in the book. But, you know, if people are familiar with me and any of my content, then they know I'm a pretty transparent guy. So they know what they're getting. You know, everything is me 100 um, percent. This this book right here isn't about anybody else, man. Right on. OK, so now um, how much personal stuff did you kind of just not put in or leave out? Are you saving that for? further additions down the road or you just gave you're giving people just an overall glimpse of you what got you to this point and and where you 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 plan on going further on well everything as far as myself that i put into the book i put in everything that was relevant to the topic of the book so overcoming your fears like i say this is this is more of a book about motivation you see what i'm saying and um Yo, hold on really quick, okay? Okay. While he's taking care of some business, uh, the pre-order links are in the uh, the chat. Um, Kindle owners, uh, you're all good. I forget what other Kindle formats there, is, there are. And um, so, yeah. So, thank you for joining us today. It's going to be a long day for me. Because this is one of three live streams that I have planned for today that I have to do. So um, hopefully, you know, I can help you guys fill some fill some time or kill some time. If, for those that's, you know, out and about or whatever the case may be, if no one else is on, you know, come check me out. So, yeah, we're going to wait to the boogeyman uh, <laughs> finishes up his business. I hope everybody is well and everybody is, is, is well and healthy. A lot of things going on in the uh the world today and we're going to kind of cover a little bit of everything uh after we discuss the book so yeah i thank everybody for for joining and, and hopping in so i'm always humble so um while we're waiting for boogie i went to the gym today first day back in the gym and did you know they gave me a temperature test they took my damn temp and i asked the young lady i said ma'am are you a nurse she was like, well, no. I said, well, under what authority are you are you acting in a nursing capacity to, to take my temperature? 
And then, of course, she got all, you know, a little upset and, and flustered because I, she's like, I'm just doing my job. I said, I understand you're just doing your job. You know, I was irritated as fuck. So, yeah, I went to the gym and I was so happy to be in the gym today. I did exercises like machines that I've never touched before. <laughs> so, you know, how you, you know, how a little kid just gets into some shit. He just wants to try everything that I was doing adductors. I was doing some shit. To yeah, I'm my, back, bro. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn, what was the question I so asked? where we was at? Oh, yeah. So, um, how much did you leave out? Are you saving for the other? Are you, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. The overcoming your fears. Why that specific yeah. phrase? Does that personally apply to you? Is that something you believe in? It's like, is that a, like a personal mantra for you? Yeah, something, something that, I, that I believed in. Um, you know, growing up, like people will see in the book, I don't want to give too much away, but growing up, you know, I had some things that I had to overcome, you know, some obstacles and everything. And within, you know, even, even my time in the military, you know, um, even, even some of the things I've seen when I was in Iraq, you know, which I touch on in the book a little bit. Um, every time I was faced with some of these obstacles, you know, it was once again, overcoming your fears, man. You know, and I feel like uh, for most people, that's the only thing holding them back in life. Real is fear. You know, at the root of a lot of shit is fear. You know, whether people want to admit it or not, whether people want to come to grips with it or not, it's fear at the root of a lot of things that's keeping people in bondage and keeping people held back. So, you know, I figure I wanted to do a theme book, you know. I just didn't want to just start jotting stuff down and make it an autobiography or do a memoir or, you know, even talk about something that, um, you know, I didn't want to talk about anything that wasn't uh, close to me and that I couldn't put any passion behind. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I figured something like this, I can dig down deep and put a level of passion behind that shit. Whereas though, as I was interested in even writing it myself, so that's where pretty much where the title come from, man. Okay. On that note, how did you get to a point to where you recognize fear is an issue or was a real issue for you? What techniques and tips helped you overcome your fears? And are they in this book for, for, the, for others to, to use as well? Uh, um, yes and no. Um, so I'll answer your first question. You know, with the fear... You know, how did I recognize it? That's a good question. Um, well, I would say growing up, man, I was I was a pretty shy, shy child, you know, believe it or not, because I had this real bad stutter growing up. And that was the reason it made me shy. You know, I didn't want to talk as much. I wasn't as outgoing as maybe I am today. And um, so the fear came from not wanting to talk, not wanting to speak in public. I wanting to go through the embarrassment and being picked on about the stutter that I had or whatever. So a lot of things stem from that and it kind of snowballed into other areas of my life. And, um, so once I joined the military, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have a choice, but to speak in front of large crowds. I didn't have a choice, but to get out there and to, um, you know, be more charismatic and to really show the full range of my personality, you know, instead of just being this private, 
isolated person like I was. Then over time, I realized, like, damn, man, it just hit me like a light bulb. Like, fuck. You know, the only thing that was holding me back from doing this in the first place was the fear of it. You know, and, um, you know, even when I got to Iraq, man, the first time, it was a lot of fear behind that shit. You see what I'm saying? But once once you're over there for a couple of weeks and you get acclimated to the environment, you know, you realize, like, man, you know, I had a bunch of fear before I got over here. But now that I'm here, you know, it's not so well, I'm not going to say it's not so bad, but, you know, I know I got what it takes to handle myself and to conduct myself in a certain environment. So, you know, you really don't recognize this fear until you actually go through something and then you take a look back on it, you know, like hindsight and you say, damn, I could have did this shit a long time ago if I wasn't trapped by the fear of it. You see what I'm saying? So, um, but in the book, it's not, there's a few tips on how I personally got over some obstacles, but really my advice in the book is for everybody to go on their own personal journey and find out what works for them. You know, you're not always going to be able to use the same methods that I use. You know, I'm a real extreme motherfucker sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I got some real extreme views on things and that's not going to be for everybody. So, you know, I'm just here to motivate and to tell people, look, every everybody got the tools already inside of them. You know, if they can recognize that it's fear, you know, that's what's keeping them trapped. And once they recognize that it's fear, and once they gain the courage to make it past, you know, any roadblock or any obstacle in their life, man, that should be a piece of cake, man. And then you go further and further every time, and then you're going to push your body and push your mind to a limit that you never thought that you can go, man. Uh, guarantee That part, I guarantee it. Okay. But, you know, it's no, it's no. Yeah, like I was just saying real quick, but um, it's no magic pill that you can take to overcome anything. You know, you got to put the work in. And that's really, you know, once people get into the book, they'll recognize that. You know, like, oh, shit, nothing, nothing is going to come to anybody overnight. You know what I'm saying? There's no pill. There's no exercise. There's no breathing technique that you can take and wake up and all your problems going to be gone. Hell no. Nah. You got to put that work in. Period. <laughs> right. Okay. Final question before we, we, we dive into other stuff. You have a lot of men in their 30s and 40s who that have still failed to acknowledge the fear part you have the the blessing to see it early and then also the military helped you uh deal with it take out the military part of it um if you're talking to a guy that's in his 40s who, who still refuses to to just to, to, to you know to acknowledge the obvious so would it be of your um mindset that it's never too late at this point for a guy like that or is there a point you say you know what you're just too far gone there's really no nothing we could do for you i would say that's a case by case basis on if somebody just finished like if they done if they're too far gone i would i would really have to talk to the person first you know and kind of really get that temperature man and kind of see you know what they've been through in life um how far they've come so far, you know, 
did they try to put in any work? Or, you know, have they just accepted the mediocrity of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, some people, you know, realistically, man, some people are too far gone. And that's why everybody don't make it to the other side. That's why some people are successful in life and some people aren't. You know what I mean? Um, some people just got what it takes. They got this inner flame inside them that's not going to stop burning no matter what. You know, that flame might dim for a while, but it doesn't go out. And for some people, they just never had it. So for somebody in their 40s, man, um, truth be told, that's not even really. I mean, I have subscribers of all ages. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of my subscribers are younger. You know, um, I kind of lead the, um, you know, in these parts, I kind of lead the youth. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them follow me. So a guy that's 40, I would have a completely different conversation with him than I would have with a 20-year-old. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With a 20-year-old, I would be a lot, a lot patient. With a 20-year-old, I would actually sit down and actually talk to him, you know, get into their mind and, you know, kind of have a heart-to-heart. But a 40-year-old, I'm not here to play no games with a 40-year-old. I'm like, look, you don't have the kind of time to be playing with this. You know, you better develop a sense of urgency today or another 20 years going to pass you by. And it's over after that. Once you get 60, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, um, we should be looking for some veneers at that point. So, like, like I say, man, um, a 40-year-old that hasn't recognized that it could be fear or, you know, like I say, if he just trapped by the fear, you know, um, that's a pretty extreme case, man. So I would, I would have to talk to him real, kind of like I do on my content, man. I would, I would have to get raw, uncut. I would have to give it to him in an abrasive manner. Um, and either that's going to spark the flame under his ass or he can stay right where he at and, you know, just woe is me and play victim. And, you know, it's places online for guys like that too, man. Well, I, I do think we have the woe is me thing is a little bit too uh, it's too far out there. I mean, I, it's a lot of woe is me out there, a lot, and a lot of projections and a lot of uh, shift blaming and victimhood on the men part, you know, because we can do this to women all day long with without breaking a sweat. But, yeah, like you said, the moment you turn the mirror on the, on the guys, then it's where all the pushback and, you know, the vitriol and the venom comes out from these guys. So I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Well, just let me say congratulations. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the series continuing and your growth and endeavors and everything. So now what, what, what are we going to talk about? Do, do, do we want to talk about the phone call? Because I keep getting people hitting me up about the phone call. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know what? Nah, nah, this is funny. Um, oh, yeah, man. Thank you, man. I definitely appreciate the support on the book. You know, like I say, for the people that's into books like that, you know, for the people that's into reads like that, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. You know, if you went to the motivational type, you know, the overcoming, the manifesting, you know, the finding yourself, all that good stuff, then you'll thoroughly enjoy the read like this. And if you don't like this one, I'll catch you on the next one because the next one, um, it won't be so intense like my next book. It'll be more kind of based on my everyday content that people usually know me for. I'm not mm. going to put out a title yet. Like I say, thanks for the support, but 
Yeah, so, like, you know what's funny, bro? We've been chopping it up on here for, I don't know, it says 20 minutes. And not one time have the phone call crossed my mind, man. No bullshit until you brought it up. <laughs> until you really brought the shit up, man. Oh, I'm always saying it because... I literally got off of this... No, 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 that's cool. The only reason I say this because I, 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 you know, I frequent other people's uh, channels and, and I keep I keep seeing, you know, well, you know, Sly was on the, the phone call. <laughs> I just be like, no, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going <laughs> to. You know I mean? so, yeah, um, that's funny, man. Yo, I would have literally went this whole live stream and, and, and totally forgot about that phone call. Now. Let me let me let me set you up for the alley hoop. You know what I'm saying? And I'll let you speak on it. Because here's where I'm at with a lot of this shit. Um I don't wanna drag you into that clusterfuck of bullshit, right? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it would have been easy for me just to do a panel and bring Super Sly on. Like dog, tell tell the people what you heard. But yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm not here to convince nobody that um, I was where I was supposed to be. For one, I'm not here to convince nobody that I wouldn't drive over two hours to Charlotte for a photo op. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are you crazy? Like, I'm not. I'm not here to convince nobody. That I am who I say I am. You see what I'm saying? Um, you know, I think my reputation, as far as YouTube is concerned, and really anywhere else, I think my reputation speaks for itself. Um, all the people from Black YouTube that have met me, have shook my hand, have looked me in the eyes, and anybody that have ever met me, they can never or have never came back to YouTube it said anything about my character. Everything I said I am, they got a chance to see in real life. So with that being said, now we look on the other side to the guy that was supposed to be in Charlotte. Nobody has met this guy. Not even people in his own crew now. Not even not even people he, you know, he's supposed to be riding for. Nobody has ever met this guy. Nobody knows this guy from anything. You know, he does not have a reputation of pulling up or anybody. So my thing is, for the people that's going to believe him, the people that's going to believe that, truth be told, those are people that don't like me anyway. Period. I put out all the proof, you know, in the video that I did, just to clear my name of any fuckery. I put out all the proof that, look, I was in Charlotte. I was supposed to be you know given the grid coordinates and all that i never even got an address i got grid coordinates but you know i know how to work grid corners i know how to get to a location so and even on top of that yes super sly was on the phone for one of the phone calls and it was actually super sly that told me boogie go ahead and go home he ain't coming you know what i'm saying go ahead the dude ain't coming so if you want to speak on it, but like I say, I don't want to drag you into this clusterfuck of fuckery, man, because, you know, um, I'm still, to be honest, man, I'm still befuddled 
I don't think I'll ever wrap my mind around what happened that day. I'll I'll never wrap my mind around the fact that somebody can actually get online and tell a lie in good faith. We're talking about grown men. And tell a lie in good faith and stand on it. You know, to me, that's that's past abnormal. That's paranormal to me. You know what I'm saying? That's paranormal activity, man. I don't I don't know if I ever wrap my mind around shit. So, you know, um, I don't know, man. But like I say, man, you can you can tell the people on what you heard or whatever. Um, you know what I mean? But one hundred percent, you was on that phone. And what the funny thing was, my wife. Hold on, hold on, but I'm saying slide, slide. But I actually talked to you on my drive to show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I called you when I got home. Yeah. So on my drive to Charlotte, you was like, "Bug, you know what I mean? Call me when you get there. Let me make sure you're straight, just in case there's some fuckery that's going on." And that's exactly what I did. So. Me and you have been in constant communication, unbeknownst to other people, pretty much that whole, that whole t- uh, yeah. uh, um, scenario. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Well, so I don't, I don't know, man. That that whole situation was bizarre, man. You know what well, I'm saying? It's really, it's not for me to understand. But my bad, I ain't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. It's just like you said. Like that's the that's the frustrating part. Like you you put all the evidence out there, it's clearly what it what it wasn't. And for those that still, you know, talk smack, whatever, they're not, they're just looking for another reason that they're not like you. But the funny thing is my wife was in town. So I'm like, yo, babe, my man, Boogie, you know, they're about to meet up. You about to, he about to smash this dude. I told you somebody going to get smashed on you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm giving her the rundown and shit. And she's like, well, I hope you don't think you're going to drive down there to help. I was like, I wouldn't get there enough time anyway. I'm you know, 12, 10 hours out. I, I can, you know, party would be over by the time I got down there. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I forget while we were on the, on the, while we were talking, he called, he called you, right? While we were, and you put no, me, man, you was talking and then, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, you was talking. And that's when I told you to mute up. That's right. I'm right. Right. Call so he he was he was like yo you know where you at I'm here he's like ooh you're gonna I'm I'm ten minutes ten minutes pull I'm pulling up in ten minutes. I mean he's talking real tough for about 15, 20 seconds and then the line went dead and I was like nah he he's not gonna show he's not gonna show that's what I'm saying yeah so you know like when I got there I called this dude at eleven thirty on a button that was the first thing out of his mouth was well. I'll be there in 10 minutes. So I'm like, all right. And I'm already thinking, well, who shows up late to their own fight? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm like, fuck it. You know, I've seen stranger things. And um, I probably called back over 20 minutes later, you know, the second time. And he was like, well, I'm parking my truck. Now, the place that I was at, there was nobody out there. It was dead to the world. It was desolate, man. I was the only person out there. And then I seen this old white man walking up and down the street. It was like in the back of a warehouse, if you've seen the pictures and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what the fuck is this, man? So it was already suspect. And then um, that's when I called you. And then I was like, yo, man, I've been kind of waiting out here, man. Because before I got there, I told you, I was like, man, I'm going to wait out here for 30 minutes. I was like, this dude ain't here in 30 minutes. I'm just going to go home because 
you know, it's probably going to be some bullshit attached to it. You see what I'm saying? And then I remember telling you, I said, yo, you know, because you were saying you because you went out there by yourself. I'm like, yo, are you, you know, watch your six and, and, and make sure, you know, because he had somebody with him, right? He was somebody was laughing in the background with him. Yeah, I guess that was his co-driver. Look, look, <laughs> this dude was on the clock. You know what I'm saying? This dude was at work, man. You just see what I'm saying? So I didn't, a lot of this stuff I didn't know to after the fact. And that's why I said what I said on my live stream. I was like, ha, 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 jokes on me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Jokes on me. This dude was on the clock. So really, I didn't know that, um, you know, before I got there, that, um, hold on, excuse me. Excuse me. Like, I didn't know before I got there that he was actually still on the clock at the time he was supposed to be meeting up with me. So my thing is, all of it is just suspect, man. It's like, all right, you know, dog, you're supposed to be working, you know. So what you going to do, drive all that way, park a big rig, get out, shoot a fair one, then get back in the big rig and go drop your load? I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of that's – but I'm going to be honest, man. The biggest reason that I even went down there, you know what I mean? Because the dude had hit me up, like, after 6 p.m., talking about being Charlotte, you know, hit me up with some grid corners at 11.30. And I was already planning on taking a shower, getting some food, and laying it down. So I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and muster up some energy to drive two hours. And the only reason I really went down there was because if I didn't show up, I wouldn't have never lived that down. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But unbeknownst to me, motherfucker got on YouTube anyway. Talking about he was, uh, uh, um, um, you know, at the location and I wasn't there. I'm like, God damn. So I really wasted my time. If I would have knew all that shit was going to happen, I would have did what I said I was going to do. I would have went, go buy me some baked chicken and some rice. I would have took a shower and took my ass to bed that night. You know what I'm saying? And they can just keep on, you know, talking and all that bullshit that they talk. But, you know, so I wasted a whole tank of gas going down there and um, nothing ever came about. And far as, as far as everything I'm hearing, this guy still running around YouTube telling people that he pulled up on me and I wasn't there. So it's like this, man. For anybody that believe that bullshit, like I say, my reputation, whether you take me or not, my reputation precedes me. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, as far as meeting up with people, as far as people meeting up with me, linking up with me, nobody has ever met this dude. Nobody has ever seen this dude until he showed that picture of his deformed ass forehead. Nobody, nobody has ever seen this guy. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody knows this guy, man. Well, that, you know that's another so thing. At we, the end of the day. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm listening. No, nah, I. No, I, 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 no, I'm, I'm over it now. I just, um, I was really shocked at all the pushback given to you because they were like, "Well, why would you meet up to fight somebody?" Well, last time I checked, if two men couldn't um, agree to disagree amicably, then yes, the next logical thing would for, be two men to engage in, in mutual combat to to sell it once and for all. So the one thing that people complain that men don't do because we all know guns come out. All day, every day. So the very the one thing that oh shit, he'll be back. He'll be back. 
yeah, we're not going to drag this out. So, um, yeah, support the book. I'm excited for him. You know, unlike some guys, uh, he's back and he's back. All right. No, I, I was saying I was surprised at all the pushback you were getting for doing it the old school way. And I'm like, well, what did, what did, how did you want this situation to play out? Because this internet shit is, is ridiculous at, at, at a certain point. You know, there's some things that says some men don't engage in, you know. So that was, that was strange to me. And he didn't, he doesn't look well, you know. Like, I sincerely mean that he doesn't look <laughs> like at all, you know. <laughs> I mean, bro. I'm mean, sly. I ain't fucking with you. Nah, man. Look, <laughs> I thought lupus. Nah, man, because I know this older lady that got lupus. And, you know, I understand what lupus does to the body, but yeah. I can't confirm nor deny that. But I thought lupus or, or something that, that, um, that extreme. But look, at the end of the day, man, I'm done with all that shit. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was, that was a moment, you know, um, that was a moment. And I let my pride and my ego get the best of me. Really, you know, that situation could have turned out bad for anybody. You see what I'm saying? That yeah. situation could have sprung off into other things. So, really, I'm glad it did. You know what I'm saying? Truth be told. So, maybe maybe that shit happened for the best. But I'm done with all that shit. I'm not wasting my time with that shit no more. I just didn't understand the inner workings of YouTube and social media. I didn't know trolls was this hard body. I mean, I understood trolls, but for some reason... I actually thought trolling was more with um, associated with white boys and shit like that. I'm gonna be honest. I thought that was their bag. I didn't. I didn't know brothers was into shit like that. I didn't know brothers was into pranks and shit. I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm not used to these kind of dudes, man. Right. That like to play pranks. Like we don't. We don't play pranks where I come from. I'm just, just be honest, man. That type of shit gets you hurt. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm done with all that shit. You know. That was a moment, and look, I had a moment, and uh, I guarantee that shit won't happen again, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm just moving on from that shit. It was funny, but really, I'll never wrap my mind around how bizarre that shit ended up being, you know, um, just, just how it all played out, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting in the back of a warehouse at midnight in Charlotte. Um, with some shorts and a t-shirt on, waiting on somebody to show up, and I finally leave on my way home, and this motherfucker's on YouTube going live. I, I, I'm like, you know what, man? This is this is too much for my psyche, dog. It's 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 too much, man. So, you know, um, a lot of these dudes just need to get their mind right. You know, a lot of these dudes look sick. <laughs> um, a lot of them are sick. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them really need to sit down and really get their mind right. You know what I mean? I'm I'm way across the street doing my content, but it seems to me, no matter how far I go across the street, these these gonna come find me. So my thing is, if guys don't like when I when I bark back, or if guys don't like when I respond, because I understand who I am, man. I know my personality, real abrasive and. You know, I'm going to just tell it like it is, man. And we're going to do truth, no filter. You know, and if a motherfucker feelings get hurt, feelings get hurt. I understand a lot of people don't like my content. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to be real with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
You know, if I got to call a nigga ugly, I call a nigga ugly, man. That shit don't really bother me, man. You know what I'm saying? If I say you look like a young, you know, uh, 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 Benjamin Button, you know what I mean? That's who you are. What's okay, up? let me ask you this. <laughs> you and ARC had a, a, a friendly verbal sparring. And I kept hearing that you referred to Sam Cassell, the former uh, point guy for uh, the Bucks and, and the Rockets. In your eyes, he, he was an ugly dude. And I, I don't understand where was, I guess, men aren't supposed to call other men ugly. I, 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 I didn't know that was a thing, if you know, but well, why did I get so was... much pushback and traction? Because I, I, I'm just catching, catch I'm because I'm, I'm hearing bits and pieces. I was trying to get to the, the, the context of it. Well, I don't know if, um, you know how much pushback it got, but I know what Alan said. Got a lot, bro. Got a lot. You know he don't he don't really think you know Sam Cassell's a bad looking guy. But look, you follow hip hop, right? Yes, sir. And I follow hip hop. I'm a hip hop head. If you pay attention to hip hop throughout the late '90s and the 2000s, Sam Cassell was a metaphor. Oh, he got this stuff. Yeah. I'll make the scenes. <laughs> yeah, the scene so ugly it looked like Sam Cassell. All that, right? Like even in battle rap. Yes. That was that was that was the go-to metaphor for anything that was considered ugly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So when I had to think of something that was ugly, the first thing that came to my mind was Sam Cassell. It wasn't nothing personal against Sam. You see what I'm saying? But this is this is a known fact that you know it's damn near unanimous that everybody that says Sam Cassell's name, if they're not talking about basketball, it's a metaphor for something being ugly. So you know it is what it is, but as far as all of that shit, look, I don't I don't I don't succumb to you know those 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 kind of boxes. Dog, my eyes don't lie to me, man. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Men, men, men comment on other men. My eyes don't lie to me, man. Whether I make the comment or not, my eyes don't lie. (laughs) That is a you you put that in um, right. I love how you put that in in its proper context. I'm like, yeah, I remember back in the day, like everybody wrote the same (laughs) that was perfect, perfect response. Okay, everybody. Everybody wrote Sam Cassell. I mean, he, he, you know, that was that was that was that was the go-to bar, and they was hot in the nineties, man. If you had a Sam Cassell line, so I don't I don't know what the problem is on it, but you know, um, that was that was just the first thing that came to my mind um, when when I was um, making that comment when me and Allen was kind of having that spirited debate, but. Um, but if people are caught up on that, like, oh, you ain't, you ain't supposed to be judging other men. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, me personally, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not gonna sit up here and be like, oh, such and such sexy or nothing like that. But nah, nigga, if 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 Sam Cassell looked like a fucking alien, I mean, Stevie Wonder can see that shit. I'm like, nah, this motherfucker, you know, look like a motherfucking baby. <laughs> Baby dolphin and shit, nah, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We gonna we know ugly when we see it, man. It's just people. People just don't want me to put it out there because look, it's like this, my nigga. 
You know what I'm saying? Let's let's just be honest. It's like this, man. Okay. Take something as simple as self-improvement. Those two words, self-improvement. Now, look at the people that have an issue with it. You ain't got to say nothing. Just look at them. Enough said. See, a lot of times, man, it triggers people. But when you're dealing with YouTube, it's virtually impossible not to offend nobody. Yeah. I'm saying, I mean, like, you know this. You can do all the content in the world. You know, you just mind your business. Somebody is going to feel offended. So (laughs) my thing is, at the end of the day, just just don't listen to it, man, if you're going to get triggered. Just just don't listen to it, man. You know what I mean? Period. So I got no problem with Sam Cassell. He's probably a good guy. But that nigga look like a baby fucking alien. You know what I'm saying? Period, man. <laughs> it's, it's just that simple with me, man. So <laughs> it is what it is, man. Motherfuckers need to grow up, though, man. Truth be told, people, people need to grow up, man. Um, you know, for people to have sensitive feelings like that, you know, as long as nobody talking about people's children or talking about people's wives or loved ones or something like that, then to me, it's fair game. You see what I'm saying? It's fair game. You know I, what I, I mean? I, uh, matter of fact, I remember Sam Cassell. Motherfuckers grow up roasting. It, oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Tyrone Hill from Cleveland got, got talked about badly in, in, in rhymes. There's a lot of dudes back then that was not ref, not referred to it in, in a good light. But let me ask you this. In, in, in to your point with people need to grow up are black people our people do we still have some growing up to do black people are the children of society damn um, we have a lot of growing up to do you know period we we have a lot of growing up to do man um, and I understand why our growth is stunning, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we have a lot of maturing to do, you know, and our thinking, you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to have a good time and everything, but um, I think in a lot of ways we take it too far. And I think uh, I think in a lot of ways when it's time to get serious, it's hard for us to switch that gear to get it from clowning to going back into a serious mode because we still got a lot to fight for in this society. So with that being said, you know, um, yeah, man, we got a, we got a lot of growing up to do just as a people, man. Um, I just, I, I just think in a lot of ways we are very immature and our thinking, man, you know, so I don't know what it's going to take, but, um, anytime you at the bottom, Anytime you at the bottom in the society, you know, um, and, and um, you know, as a group, you never stood on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's going to stunt any any growth of any people, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And until, you know, we kind of get this level of independence amongst each other, then I, I just think we always going to have that problem and shit, man. You know what I mean? Our, I'm going to say this one last thing. In many ways, our happiness... And our survival is directly tied to other people's charity. You see what I'm saying? It's directly tied to that. So 
I mean, that's that's not a good place to be. I think it's that's a point a that I have not heard brought up in anybody's plat. That's an excellent, excellent point. Excellent point. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. But then the, the yeah, sad part so, is you have a lot of us that don't mind begging and, and wanting the, the charity because, you know, I guess to a lot of us, it may be too hard to get it on your own to, to put in the work. Not well, that I, I can understand. I could. I guess I could see that that re, that be the reason. I can't understand it though. But well, I don't. I don't believe in excuses. Just as a man, that's just my personal model. I believe getting the mission done at all costs. The mission got to come first, and that's just something that I learned in the military. But at the same time, I understand that in a country like this where the wealth is being centralized and where corporate is really making it hard for small business owners to, you know, own and operate, you know, um, and, and um, especially, you know, like we just seen with COVID hit, how many people lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't black people. That was people from the whole spectrum of any race and culture. So I understand that, um, you know, um, when it comes to wealth and, you know, how it trickles down, uh, a lot of that shit is dependent on luck. And I know people going to kill me for that statement. But when I say luck, I mean being at the right place at the right time and you got that opportunity. Now, you took it and ran with it. You was prepared for the moment. Right. You know what I mean, don't get me wrong, but... A lot of us in Black America, man, um, you know, a lot of a lot of the success is, is really dependent on luck, and not carving out your own destiny. That's two different things. So, if if you look at our community, um, okay, entertainers, athletes, um, those those are the two biggest things that uh, we kind of known for entertainers and athletes a lot of that type of shit is dependent on luck you can have all the talent in the world but boy that's a one in a million chance to make it right and you know it's almost like hitting a lottery man so we don't i mean how many how many black folk can actually say i'm not saying people don't so motherfuckers don't kill me but what i'm saying is i'm talking about in large numbers how many be, excuse me how many of us can say there was a blueprint laid out, or we laid out our own blueprint. We followed it step by step, and we ended up in the final destination that we was actually supposed to be, and everything was done independent of anybody else or any other groups in society not giving us an opportunity, man. That's far and few in between. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, with that being said, man, um, a lot of our issues, and I don't want to go off into this tangent. I'm going to say one more thing. A lot of our issues of black America, whether people want to deal with this reality or not, is still economic. It's still economic. Most people, if they lose their jobs today, they say, you know, and this is supposed to be a statistical fact that most people don't even have one paycheck saved up in the bank to hold them over for a rainy day. So if a lot of people lose their job today, dog, 
your community can be flipped upside down. So a lot of it is economic. The rift between the men and the women, a lot of it comes down to economics. You know what I'm saying? Economics, economics, economics. And our economics, because we at the bottom, is tied to other people's charity. Period. Good points. Good points. Good points. Um, so 40 minutes, 48 minutes, and I ain't going to keep you much longer, brother. Uh, any other thoughts you want to you want to speak on get out or uh go over cover um yo man just uh thank you man thank you thank you for the you you know the opportunity to promote the book you know we got the links in there it's already available for pre-order overcoming your fears i'm gonna say that one more time it's a good read for people that's into you know, motivation, um, you know, kind of like an overcoming story, facing your fears, all that, all that kind of bravery shit. You know, for the people that's into that, you will thoroughly enjoy it. And, um, you know, that's one of many books I'll have coming out, you know, upcoming. And, uh, yo, man, just thanks thanks for all the support, man. Yo, man, I'm going to keep your name out of bullshit, man. <laughs> I've been trying real hard. No, nah, for real, man, because I understand, look, you know, not that I even give a fuck. I don't even want to say this in a manner as if I'm concerned. But what I'm saying is, um, I already understand how these niggas look at me. So I'm real careful about who I bring close to me because yeah. I don't, as far as YouTube is concerned, because yeah. I don't, because I don't want that platform to get unfairly attacked, or I don't want that platform to be targeted by some of these crazy niggas. So. I just be keeping it cool now, like all right, you know what I'm saying? I don't I don't wanna bring super slide into this into this little um little bit of fuckery, you know, that's going on over here. But I had to say your name in the video because I no, like, well I, I know, ain't had no issue. I mean what I did hit his shit. I, well, yeah, yeah, I mean shit. You know, yeah, no, no. I bro, I you know, I ain't I don't trip off this shit. Like I'm gonna be down in Atlanta and New Orleans, you know, so I get out. I get out on the road and, you know, try and meet and greet the people. If they got an issue with me, we can talk or whatever. You know, one nigga I'm looking for in Atlanta, he won't. He don't want to sit down with me because I don't know. I don't know. But it is what it is. But nah, bro, you you good, man. Come on. It's this number of respect. You know what I mean? So we're, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know? Yeah, man. No doubt, man. So, you know, a lot of these niggas, um, look, I, um, you know, I'm to the point where, I got to bring in prayer, man. A lot of these guys, I pray for them, man. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you got to bring in religion for a lot of these dudes, man. You know, they out there, man. You know, and uh, some of the some of this shit that I've seen, and, you know, even been through myself, man. I know mental health is a real thing, and people should seek it at all costs. You know, um, a lot of these people don't look well, like you say, man. They don't. They don't look well. Yeah. They I mean, some of these guys, well, yeah, some of these guys spiritually are dead or are are death's door. I mean, on a spiritual level, just they just, yeah, they're just not they're not healthy at all. And then on the emotional state, mental state, yeah, you can just see like these guys are, yo, that that video you sent me, them chicks look young as hell, bro. But I'm I'm gone, I'm gone, I'm not gonna say mine. I'm gone. <laughs> yo, yo, they don't, they don't, they don't look well. <laughs> they don't, they don't look well. You see. This is this is this is they don't look well. Yeah. 
nah, like I, I gotta use that from my repertoire. They don't look well. Yeah. And that tells me a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? You kinda hear some of these guys talk and you know, they kinda you know sound like short bus niggas and they laugh at their own jokes on some corny shit. But then when you look at them, the only thing you can say is, you know, y'all don't look well. Yeah. So that kind of tells me, you know, these issues. I mean, because everybody has issues with women. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. We all have issues with women. We all have had issues with women. But for a lot of these guys, these issues go past the realm of normal mad female interactions. A lot of these situations that I believe that some of these guys are having is because they don't they don't look well. You know what I'm saying? For real. And that 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 might be some other mental conditions that a lot of people just not going to reveal. And, and it makes sense to me now why this one brother actually didn't want to meet me because I would I would have seen the condition up close and personal. Whatever it was, I think it's lupus. You know, I yeah. think it's lupus. So, yo. Well, but me, anyway, let me ask you one final question. One final anyway, question. man. Um, <laughs> wait, wait. Let me. One final question. How is it that they, with their issues, how is it they think they can able to turn it off when dealing with another woman from from another country? What makes them think that they can shut off their issues with this sect of women and not let it bleed over to this other sect of women? All right, let me let me answer this to the best of my abilities before I skedaddle. Yo, it's like this, right? Any any man that ever did any traveling, you know, and you go into some countries where pussy is moving on the main you like a motherfucker. Well, really, that's everywhere you go. So some of these countries where a lot of the women um, are having economic hardships, those women don't care if you don't look well. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They don't care. That um, you know, like you may you may have a real life deformity or a disability, or a lot of those women don't care because they're trying to come up. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to come up. So let me give you an example. If you go to Spanish Harlem, right, mm-hmm. or Washington Heights in New York City, where you got a bunch of Dominican women walking around, right? All the Dominicans you want, all the Puerto Ricans you want, all the Hispanic women you want. But because those women are not having economic hardships like the ones in that country, they're going to discriminate a lot more. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, they give females um, necessity to come up economically mixed up with lust. Now, some guys don't. And, And those are the guys that I champion. The guys that understand, yo, I'm about to go such and such. You know what I'm saying? I got a few hundred dollars with me. I'm going to get my rocks off and I'm coming home. Dog, it is what it is. I understand it. Handle your business, bro. But some guys actually think that these women are genuinely feminine because of they are who they are. Because, because they just that nigga. And my thing is, well, it's not all the case, bro. And a lot of guys get blinded because they don't know the difference between a female 
that actually is trying to come up and a fiend genuinely likes them. It's like going into a strip club, Sly. When you walk into the strip club, it don't matter who you are, what you got on. You can come in right from work to a strip club. Nigga, yeah. you can still have your hard hat on. Them bitches going to make you feel like a supermodel, ain't they? Yeah. They're going to they gonna sit you down. They're going to make sure you buy a fucking $18 drink. You know what I'm saying? They're going to sit on your lap. They're going to have a bunch of small talk. And they're going to keep touching you. They're going to rub your shoulders. Throw the whole spiggity. They're going to give it to you. Why? Because they're trying to get you to pay for these $80 lap dances, these $120 lap dances at the end of the day. Or, you know, for some of them that let you fuck, they want you to go to the ATM and grab that 250 so you can go in the back back room and fucking with a condom on. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They're trying to come up, man. And... For all, for all of these motherfuckers that claim they so red pill, they claim they hardcore red pill, and they don't they don't know how to separate the two. I think women where she look at you like a lick and explain it. And look, mm-hmm. one more thing, one more thing. I'm sorry, one more thing. Since we talk about the red pill, hey, good. Go back to the movie The Matrix because they love bringing up the movie The Matrix, right? Remember that scene on The Matrix when the guy Cypher was sitting at the table eating a steak? And he said, Damn, I know this steak ain't real, but it's good. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's what you're looking at. The steak is not real, but it's good anyway. So in a in a case like that. Who am I to tell a guy that, that the steak ain't real? You see what I'm saying? They're going to they gonna try to stab you with the steak knife. Right. They're going to try to kill you. They're going to try to burn your house down because in their mind, that steak is real. That's what's up. In the words of my man, C-Boogie, the nerve of these niggas. My That's dog. It, man. My man, well, I thank so, you. Yo, shout out to the chat room. Shout out to the chat. Yeah, I think we got a delay, man. But shout out to the chat. I don't, I didn't have an opportunity to participate in the chat, but I know y'all watching. Yo, thanks for all the support for the people that support me, and for the people that don't support me. Hey, I still love y'all because we, because we preaching peace and love from this morning, from this moment, man. Enjoy, bro, and we'll chop it up, nigga. Yes, sir, my man. Oh, I want to thank uh, Dallas Cowboy Nation for the. Five dollars. Thank you. I appreciate that. Even though the Dallas Cowboys suck. Um. All right. So I'm about to uh grab something to drink. I'll be back in 15 minutes, and we're gonna get into the long overdue movie breakdowns. I know. I I know. I've been slacking, but y'all just bear with me. So in about 15 minutes, I'll be back, and we'll we'll go over some. We'll we'll talk movies, and then uh. Later on tonight, I got the interview lined up with the sex worker. That one's going to be a doozy. So, all right, I'll be back in about 15 to 20. All right, peace.